Oh, it's preamble time. Because no one should listen to this next recording. I can sum it up what's of value to take away from this in less than a minute. So here it comes. You don't think highly enough of yourself. You are capable of unbelievable feats of courage, strength, and stamina. You are consistently under appraising your own gifts and talents, telling yourself you're incapable of things that you are wildly capable of. But that's not going to change anytime soon. In fact, I think it's going to get worse. But at some point, you're going to realize that this manifestation on this earth at this time is going to make you see a side of yourself that's more important than you've ever seen inside yourself in any other circumstance. You're about to face adversity that's going to prove that you're as strong as anything else in this universe. And that's knowledge that if there's a life worth living, if it was to gain that knowledge, I don't know what it would be, but that life would certainly be worth living. So as you struggle, as you feel lost and misguided into a future of unknowns that looks treacherous, well, yeah, could be. But you're a fucking human being. That's what we do. We overcome all adversity. We refuse to lose. Our human history is nothing but wins. That survivor bias, we're it. So guess what we'll do next? We'll survive this too. And in so doing, we'll prove humanity is one of the greatest forces the universe has ever known. Now, whether or not you want to spend another 40 minutes with all of my uh, rewriting my introductory uh, blurb to the whole podcast series, which I do for about four and a half minutes before I realize that is the worst four and a half minutes of recorded time I've ever, 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 ever produced in my entire 54 years of life. So with that to look forward to, I would even say, go watch, what, British um, uh, baking shows, like that that cupcake contest. I don't know. I've only seen one British baking show, and it was about cupcakes. Go watch that. Or, if you're that self-hating, listen to the next part. Hey, hello, universe. It's 8.29 on, what's the date today, the 18th? Please be the 18th. Yes, it's the 18th, which makes it Wednesday. And I have to be at work in two and a half hours. I kind of wanted to be at work in an hour and a half. So I could get an extra hour of pay. But my tinnitus has been so bad today, I haven't been able to sleep at all. So I'm literally... Uh, running on fumes and I have a seven hour shift to go fucking deal with and I don't have any of those kind of drugs that used to help in these situations back in the day so instead I thought I would 
I said I was going to rewrite the intro. I said that because, frankly, I've been trying to do that for six months to a year, and I figured if I threw it into the public zeitgeist, well, I'd have to follow up on it. So, guess what we're going to do? Yay! I'm currently on my bed with my laptop in my lap, which has about a 25-minute battery life. In fact, in the five minutes I've had it, we're down to 80%. Um, the cat's next to me. So, the potential for shit to go wrong right now is at like a nine on a scale of one to five. So, why don't I try to bring that back down to a four? Ah, kitty, God! Oh, see what I'm saying? Be right back. Pause. Okay, I've avoided most of the catastrophes, but not the bleeding cat. So, we're still working on some stuff here. Unpause. All right. So, having cleared the room of almost all potential chaotic disturbances for this recording, well, I still have one thing I haven't taken care of, and that's obviously my dab. So, uh, well, let's go ahead and share this one. Um, I'm going to try to focus a little bit more on the upside of marijuana in the... 53 session season that is Octopical. And this being episode 16 of Octopical, well, I feel somehow we should, uh, what, chop off all, all of our pinkies and pinky toes so that, no, 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 let's not be drastic. But had we been born with only four fingers and toes on each hand, foot, appendage, well, our base math would be one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. What? What would come after eight? It would be uh, to eight plus one would be eight. Uh, it would be uh, wow, man. Maybe I don't need to smoke weed. Um, when the concept of math systems existing in numeric quantities besides 10 was introduced to me in elementary school. It was the first really, um, hmm, uh, impressive thing I learned to, to, to think that these existed, these base number systems of four, 11 didn't matter. And I had no integration with them whatsoever until Mrs. Horvat, Ms. Horvat, sorry, it was the 70s, until Ms. Horvat uh, explained them to me and 12 other kids or so. And in so doing, opens up an entire new existence for something that had always been there but until I knew about it, didn't have any presence. And the world is like that. In fact, I think it's a lot like that. I think, in fact, it may be rendering itself in real time uh, in spooky ways I don't even want to admit, because do I really think that? Probably not. But 
how much this universe demonstrates at the quantum level the limitations of what seem to be uh, maximum computational capabilities makes it all feel like it must be a simulation. That is, to me, the most powerful evidence, if such a thing can be called evidence. The strongest argument toward the simulation having validity and perhaps even being the situation is the quantification of the universe. There is a smallest particle and bit of matter upon which everything else then grows. There are zeros and ones, which I guess there should be in any system of physical space and time, or should there be? It's hard to say, but there definitely are. So in our system of measurement, perhaps we're still limited in scale and scope by the very meat suits we wear, I will always believe that. That said, the quantum nature of being able to find the Planck constant of time, well, that either completely has you swimming in the thought of we don't understand time and time is... Uh, uh, necessary component of the human experience. Somehow this progress of cause and effect necessitates time's existence. Okay, yeah, all that stuff's actually rather true either way. But the idea that there is a, a smallest unit of time whereby measuring or anything less than that can't exist in a in a world where things are happening there has to be some tiniest bit of information slash activity slash occurrence that registers change something happened and that something can't happen without time And the fact that that something has to happen in a very specific set minimum part of the time sequence, I guess makes sense. For something to register, it has to actually exist. And to exist, it has to be spatially coherent. And inside of that requires a notion of time. Otherwise, it's just a photograph. So, <clears throat> needless to say, in third grade, I didn't... I think it was fourth grade when we learned those numbers. Actually, no, it was third grade. Um, well, weirdly enough, in my little elementary school, that third grade was third, fourth grade. They actually had some classes that were mixed like that. When I think about it now, I realize that what it was is they were taking the kids that were too advanced for third grade and the kids that were in fourth grade that were sort of regular and putting them together so that they could work at the same level. Never really thought of that till right now. But I was also in a fifth, sixth grade combination class, but I was a sixth grader, so maybe I was the dumb one. Um, 
Anyhow. Uh, I thought I was going to rewrite my opening. What the fuck am I even doing? Um, I'm charging my computer. That's what I'm doing. Now that we've killed nine minutes, I will at least give this one warning to anybody who has never used marijuana and is thinking they might want to try it. Well, no. No, I'm not even going to talk to that person. Does that person exist? You either know in your life that you're going to try drugs or you know in your life that you're going to resist them and say no to them. There's that YouTube guy who's never had a drink of alcohol, never had sugar, never had a whole bunch of shit. That frankly, he's probably lying, let's be honest. But even if he's mostly done what he's saying, and even if he's 100% done it, that is, in this society, basically saying, I'm going to prove to you that my willpower is the most important thing in my life. And there are a lot worse virtues to take a stand on than willpower. So, bravo, if that brings purpose to your life. I certainly think that's better than censorship, for instance. But it's, it's a pretty big commitment to a rather uh, dedicated, determined, navigated, without a map, uh, because your direction is set. Not that life won't continue to unfold in ways that will be of a variety and unknown nature, but a lot of the knowns are already set. When you are at a wedding, people know, oh, we invited Jojo, blow blow, who doesn't drink anything but water. And more power to you. Living in that kind of committed frame of mind to a lifestyle that is, I'm sure, rewarding in its own return of vigor and physical health. I, I'm, I'm, I'm one of the fat slobs looking on going, <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah. You got any peanut M&Ms hiding in that bag over there? I'll bet you do. Because what can I do but mock somebody with that level of commitment to purity? Because the last thing I showed in life was a level of commitment to purity. In fact, I always thought that... uh, I always thought that the purity uh, veneer was, was fake for everybody. Like, I... You could tell the lies as a kid with the adults when it came to virtue and righteousness and the shit that you just could tell they were being hypocrites. You knew they were saying something that was better than they actually could live up to. And I don't know why we put ourselves through this level of, I don't know, guilt trip, self-doubt, self-disappointment. The human condition is, in my opinion, about this. It's about finding out that you have inside of you an entire 
<laughs> toolbox of oppression tools waiting to be discovered. Some of which I bet we don't even have a concept of yet in our historical record, let alone the ones that are engaged right now. But <clears throat> you come to Earth to find out that not only can you do evil, there's a part of you that's doing evil. You're having thoughts that you know are not good. You won't act on them for sure. But why are you even having them? Well, that's a hard question. One that we don't really ask ourselves. Because if we ask ourselves why we're having them, maybe we'll encourage them. And if we encourage them, maybe we'll find out there's a source for them. And if we find out there's a source for them, well, maybe we'll discover where the evil fucking genius waiting to emerge. The Antichrist, whatever. I have inside of me a fear that I can become the most evil thing on the planet, meaning toward my fellow man, and probably women too, but definitely men. And I, I've lived with that fear my whole life, that give me the button, and I'm afraid I might just fucking push the motherfucker. Um, and I don't like that uh, existential dread of thinking I am a temptation that uh, in, I guess, the right circumstance would not know restraint. I don't think I could murder somebody. I, I don't think I could ever hurt somebody else, especially physically or with some sort of uh, um, collateral damage disregard. I, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, I just uh, feel when I'm... Uh, what, what would I be capable of doing that's awful? Like... Um, I could, I could, <laughs> what could I do to Congress? Not that this is, this is a thought experiment. I would never, ever act in any kind of capacity to do any kind of redress to our government that wasn't straight up the ladder of command of chain of however we've adopted the way that you go redress our government. Because I don't feel like any of that will have any purpose if I even were to attempt it. Well, I don't even know what any of it is. The people in Washington have sold themselves out to a corporate churn of money and influence and power. That, I gotta say, if I'd have taken one of the three professions that every smooth talker ends up in, either sales or psychology or fucking government, well, government was a possibility. The reason I the reason I didn't do this, like tend toward that silly solution that is, well, trust me with your fucking uh uh tax dollars so that I can go to Puerto Rico and look at Cabana Boys. I mean, 
That's not what I would have done with your tax dollars, but that's what some of them are doing. And <clears throat> I get that there's going to be corruption in a system where money has influence. But the level of corruption in Washington, it, that's the part that I could go in and do something terrible. Like, if I had a button that would wipe out the entire financial uh, uh, data uh, uh, history for all of American uh, banks just caused that level of chaos. Oh boy, would I probably do that. Yeah, I would have very little incentive not to, except that I know that would create a horrible situation for almost everybody. But, you know, uh, at least it'd be more real than the one we're living with. However, okay, so that, that, I probably don't have that in me. I probably couldn't just wipe out the banking system with one delete code. Oh, but I probably could do. Um, no, I, I could, um, well, I'll tell you what I could do. I could go find the motherfuckers who are accountable for that Flint water situation. And I'm sure there's 60,000 more of those across the world. And 10% of those are sitting right here in America waiting to bust. When Flint came apart, I'd like to know who let it happen. And I would like to put them on, <laughs> I'd like to put them over my knee and spank them. But since that's improper, I'll go ahead and let them go to trial. I just, I'd like to see some accountability somewhere for fucking big time mistakes that cost other people real parts of their lives. Your health is no joke. The idea that we depend on certain functional systems to be not harming us, well, that's an illusion that I think Flint burst. And <clears throat> who knows where the next bridge is going to collapse? Who knows where the next rail disaster is going to occur? And not even these ones that they make up for the insurance money or whatever shenanigans they're pulling. I'm saying our infrastructure is bad enough that there's real cause for alarm. I, I don't see any reason that you couldn't be driving uh, across some freeway uh, um, uh, structure and be the car that it crumbles underneath. Name me a place in America where that's not possible. So... The, the idea that we had everything. We, we were gifted everything after World War II. We had the one true stable economy still standing. Unless you want to count Canada and Australia. But let's face it. We had an entire young populace of, of motivated workforce ready to innovate to the sun and back. We had geographical isolation. We had a weak competitive field. We had every spoil of intellectual purpose that the war could provide. And we had an enormous stockpile of wealth and resources. We literally had every single 
card that you'd want in your hand to guarantee winning the game. And I think because it got, it was so easy, wherever you looked to make inroads, you were successful. Whatever you wanted to create as a flagpole time and place in which to cement your identity, they were available. America was where people came to be great. And then as that was starting to uh, lose control, I don't know that we had any idea of how to say, okay, uh, I think we've been coasting a little bit, and now that we're actually hitting some turbulence, I don't know that we uh, are mm, turning it into anything great with this whole greed is good and cocaine's even better. I don't know that we're, we're, we're just, we were pushing toward a need for more and more stimulation. It's like what, what happened to men with porn in this century is what happened to America with with what? With its lack of internal uh, worth? We had no we had no soul. We had no real character. We had no we had nothing but the propaganda and God given timing of our participation in World War II. And from that, we we were like, hmm. It's not that it's not that America wasn't um. Oh boy, how do you? We 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 were the the. If you're at the draft combine for the NFL and you're looking across every single wide receiver that's out there, well, what are there, 204 countries, 212? All 212 receivers are standing there. America looks like the one that you most think is going to succeed. And as America starts performing on the field, you can see every single skill, talent, and, and uh, gift of, of athleticism you'd want to see. There's just, there is no negative here. Well, we did have all of our social unrest to deal with, but the potential is unlimited. So with that, you start seeing yourself as destined to win, or at least as better than everyone else because look how much winning we're doing. But all you're doing is is picking up the fruits of an entire situation that's working in your favor. A worldwide situation working in your favor. And from this, you build this platform of ego and self-importance that you don't deserve. Was never right. Is just 
timing and coincidence. Look at the big head on Bob. Does he not know that that oil on the land that he calls his own has been there for millions of years? Why is he taking credit for something that has nothing to do with him? Well, I'm not saying we were all Bob. Well, yeah, I am. In some way, shape, or form, as an American, you started thinking things about yourself based on a country's vision, purpose, and destiny. That was all pretty much fucking horseshit. And exceptional America, with all of these gifts and bonuses and having the best of all of it, how's your soul feeling? How's your life looking? How's tomorrow? Stressed out about it? Of course you are. You're an American. And that, I guess, was when I finally said, yeah, what the fuck am I doing this for? I'm not even an American. I happen to have been born in this part of a region that has these lines on some maps in a book that make me have to adhere to an entire system of governance and, and uh, authority. And that's just the way it is. So you can call me an American by uh, the actual scale of my existence. I am an American, but I'm not an American inside, ever. In fact, most of what I think of as the way to behave and the purpose to have on this planet is not what America does. The whole concept that we are even in the Middle East, to me, is wrong. But none of this would ever be something of life friction to me now, like it was when I actually spent most of my time trying to figure out, well, how do I get my leadership to figure out that this isn't a good path? Uh, no. The leadership's going to do whatever the corporate donors want them to do. And right now, that's create enough strife that we can sell ammunition. Or manipulate currency markets. Or use that civil distress or unrest to what other nefarious outcomes. It doesn't matter. These games that are being played at the high level, the schemes that are being manipulated at the country or regional level, fuck, man. It is what it is, as they like to say. And that is the easiest way of saying, don't give a shit. Your life doesn't matter at that level. The fact that there are humans playing in lives at that level means their lives are fucking horrible. They are so filled with misappropriated uh, um, hmm, opportunities that there's no development inside. They're barely holding it together on the inside because way too much is happening around them and they are accountable to enough of it that their insides are ripped apart. And there's no repairing that. They're going to endure, and then they're going to die. 
or we are going to revolt and behead them. It doesn't matter which. Their lives are not enviable. And it's the system itself that has forced the creation of who we are now. We never slowed down enough to be deliberate. With all of the advantages we had, instead of thinking, how do we most leverage this unique historical perch upon which we sit to cast the greatest cloak of special achievement, grandeur, historical record, whatever motivates you to think, instead of racing to the finish line, instead of always having to be in the know, running the show, and on the go, well, couldn't we have just seen a little bit of where we were and where we might go and then plan accordingly as a nation? Couldn't we have perhaps used the last half of the 20th century with all of the gifts that were inherently there to be had? Couldn't we have shown more of the real humanity that a situation like that could have taken advantage of? Couldn't this world be a much better place than it is with America having used its its luck of the draw to help lift all boats? It could have been that way. It is that way on most planets. But not here. And so, as the leadership revealed itself to be so self-interested that reparation isn't even an option. Well, I'm not a revolutionary. I'm not saying I'll sit back when the revolution happens and not participate. Hell yeah, give me a pitchfork. But I'm not about to stir up what I already have been through. I already know the treacherous souls that are waiting to do worse. I've already had to figure out how to forgive them. But stop them? It's impossible. They're too committed. They are way further down the row of no turning back now than any of us know. There is literally no turning back. This is going to play out, and it is going to be a worldwide issue of great harm to all of us. And there's nothing to do to stop it. But so it goes. Enduring these circumstances is what your human hmm, flexibility is to realize. This, this will make you understand how powerful you are. What true determination is. How much of you you can depend on. The, the real need of our humanity as it emerges. And we lean into it because its strength communally will overcome all of this shit. It always has. 
That's why we persist. That's why they let us. That's why we're here. We don't accept losing. We accept shenanigans to the nth degree. Because somewhere inside of us, we still think, well, fuck, man, figure it out and turn this shit around. Be a better you. But if you let the shenanigans go so far that the better them, well, it's too far gone. It's buried in a, in a, well, if it all comes to this kind of plan, where they have now cut themselves off from anything other than filling life's destiny as the villainous energy or the advantage-taking aristocrat hiding all of their actions from the public good. However you want to look at it, it's a life that has a whole lot of karmic retribution to live back through. So what you're living through is the empowerment of knowing how to overcome situations tilted against you completely. Those battles. Well, that's kind of what I was trying to capture in my opening, my uh, description, which now after 34 minutes and 25 seconds, I still haven't rewritten. Okay, well, let's knock this out. What the fuck? What else I got to do? All right, unplug, and where's the fucking cat? Oh, yeah, I locked her up. Okay, so edit? Sure, we will edit. All right, I open with Hello Universe. How's it going? Alright, I do believe that can stay. Okay, okay, I get it, dumb question. That has got to go. Um, yeah, that's too playful, to be honest. And, how's it going? We're getting rid of the reference to 8675309 Earth. That's too playful as well. So then, that leaves us with, this updated timeline we're all running now is a legitimate flustercock. Where everyone cares to look, things are getting worse. And the worst part of all? Okay, that needs to go. There's no reason to add on the worst part of all. I'm not even sure I know what the worst part of all is. So let's not start to give away information that I don't have. This mess we're all snared in, snared within, with its momentous culminations at this precise point in time. Yes, this is when I was a little more messianic. We can just delete like a true editor in reality does. No Messiah talk. Um, where everyone cares to look, things are getting worse. Well, that's mostly on me for failing to recognize long ago that living my life with the purpose and destiny I intended when I manifested here wasn't a choice for only my amusement. Oh, that is cumbersome. Well, that's mostly on me. Period. Um... Oh, God. Delete, delete, delete. Uh, nope, not even close. As it turns out, my destiny has almost nothing to do with my own life experiences and everything to do with how much I can help, how much help I can offer you. And offer to you and to you and to you. Okay. Okay. All right. So, where everyone cares to look, things are getting worse. 
and after quite a bit of turning and looking, well, the one, the one common variable in all of it was me. My, uh, what, mediocre, uh, my mediocre, uh, no, the one common variable in all of it was me. And let's see if we can cut everything else out to the end right there. Um, uh, my, okay, so here's how we're going to do it. After quite a bit of turning and looking, well, the one common variable I couldn't avoid was me. I couldn't avoid, told you not to listen to this one, was me. And, whoop, let's not start with the end, though I do like to do that. Since I started the first sentence with the end, I'm not going to do it on the second sentence. Um, well, uh, okay, and after quite a bit of turning and looking, and turning and looking. Let's make that sound silly, because it is. Well, the one common variable I couldn't deny was me. And... Uh, as it turns out, my destiny has almost nothing to do with my own life experiences and everything to do with how much help I can offer you and offer you and you and you. Okay, see, this is dumb. I will explain that better. I don't want that here. And me, my life. Okay, was me. And, okay, so this is the worst podcast you've ever listened to. So, having now indulged in realizing that I can get that down to about seven sentences, and simplification is always better than run-on sentences and redundancy. I'm prone to both. So when I can chop cut, and clarify, I need to. So let's chop, cut, and clarify a little bit right now. I'm so unsure how to address a community that feels off the rails, even though no one will admit it. Everyone feels to me like inside, they're barely holding their shit together. And that includes the people who 
keep telling us how fucking much they have their shit together. Bullshit. Um, and where this is coming from, I don't know. Maybe it's this whole new uh, sonic map of Earth that has shown us the thousand-mile gap of air that exists down there. Maybe we all just are trying to digest that information, thinking, oh, well, that actually seems like it might be important. That actually seems like it might clarify a whole lot of shit. Maybe that's some layered prehistoric reptilian brain knowledge coming back to haunt us. Could be. But I'd rather go with the idea that, no, in fact, we're living in such a societally uh, combustible and fucked up situation that there is about to be a major um, setback. Whether that's self-induced or somehow on a cosmic sun-driven calendar, doesn't matter. Because what you'll pull from the next phase of life are the sort of internal glimpses at your own fortitude that will make you believe in yourself more than you believe in anything else in the universe. And I know right now you don't think that way. But the only reason you don't is because you're here on this simulation, let's hope, planet where you are being forced to look at your potential to do anything and everything, including all the negative. It's your ability to say no to that and to do better. And then when adversity hits, to rise above it with the sort of internal strength you didn't know you had. Well, I mean, when you think about what's a life worth living, 